In a world full of distractions, there is one big question on every dog owner's lips. How do I become more than just the person holding the other end of the leash? We all get dogs of a dream in mind, a vision of the future. And if right now your everyday reality isn't quite that picture you had in mind, you are in the right place. It really doesn't have to be this way. You absolutely can and will be more to your dog than just the person who gets in between them and the world. The key is you need to be more sexy. More sexy than the neighbourhood cats. More sexy than the jogger in the park. More sexy than that half-eaten hamburger they just found on the floor. And yes, even more sexy than the dog across the road. I'm Tom. And I'm Lauren. Together Together we're we're Absolute Dogs. Dogs. And you're listening to the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast. Welcome to this episode of the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast, the podcast that teaches you how to be the best owner that your dog could ever wish for. And there's probably no more important, I guess, message, learning, consideration than actually being able to pick up what your dog is putting down. I think the big thing here, Tom, is so many owners say that I literally gave me no warning. Mm -hmm. That dog, literally, it came from nowhere. I didn't see this going to happen. Like, this was not going to happen. Or body language and what dogs are trying to tell us each and every day, it's there. Your dog is sometimes whispering, speaking, sometimes calmly saying, sometimes shouting, shouting, sometimes swearing swearing. and trying to tell you something in really clear language like this absolutely is not cool. Mm -hmm. And yet the dog just literally is not being heard, is not being listened to, is not being read correctly. Now, I'm going to give an example. And I was at a competition a couple of weeks ago. Um, For those of you who don't know, I compete in dog agility. Uh, I compete at the top level in in the UK, qualifying for crufts and um, events like Olympia and Horse of the Year show with our dogs. And literally, we compete all over the country. I was at an event and there was a little dog and border collie, tricolored, and was very, very clearly sort of barking and pulling back and jumping forward and mm-hmm. not sure how to behave and very uncomfortable about the man that was near the dog. Yeah. And so what the man did was he kind of like stood over the top of the dog and tried to make friends with it, like, oh, hello, you. And I was looking going, oh, my God, you're so going to get bitten in a minute. And I'm watching from a little bit of a distance here. Um, and then the dog's really not liking that experience. And so what the owner's done is tried to grab the lead and pull the dog further towards the person mm. to say, no, go and speak to the man. It's going to be fine. And the dog's going, I'm not fine. I'm really not fine. And so with that, what the man does is quickly crouches down over the top of the dog and tries to ruffle them up from the back of the neck. And in that moment, I'm like, dear Lord, this man is going to get bitten. And I don't know how this dog hasn't bitten this man yet. So like literally the dog's really uncomfortable. The owner's forcing the dog into a situation Mm. and the person who the dog was officially or sorry, originally scared of uh, actually is also trying to force the dog to be okay in his presence. Ah, Where do we start? Yeah, so I think... Cool thing to do with this episode would be to do a bit of like tips tennis. We can talk about what we see as being like the real light bulbs we want you to have about your dog's body language and the choices that they make generally. So if I kick it off, first one, just because your dog is going towards something does not mean they like the thing or are comfortable with the thing. And this is a really common one that often results in, unfortunately, people getting bitten. In the dogs approaching, actually they might be approaching because dogs are really weird in that they don't like mystery. 
They're like, is that, am I gonna be scared of that person? Am I gonna like that person? Well, I'm gonna get on their lap and find out. But when they're on your lap, that's kind of the danger zone, right? They're now in a situation where it's like, okay, now I'm on the person's lap. I'm really uncomfortable. I don't have, you know, the, the skill of disengagement to kind of hop off the lap and walk away. And it's literally like a ticking time bomb. And so being aware that your dog doesn't always know best, your dog doesn't always make the right choices just because they're approaching that other dog, that child, that guinea pig, that hamster, that gerbil, that cat, or your Uncle Frankie does not mean that they like them. And I think the second one for me would be, uh, as, as a tip, video your dog, watch mm. your dog, watch the video back, video yourself, video the scenario, video the setup, video um, all of what has, has happened, really, mm. and actually review it. I think loads of people are, you think you're seeing one thing, but actually when you watch it back on video, you'll see another. I'll give you a really quick example. I watch myself, I, I do agility and I feel, doing agility, I feel I'm really fast. And I watch myself back on video and I'm like, I'm so slow. I am so <laughs> slow. Like literally, I'm really slow. And I think sometimes what we see in our um, mind and then what we actually see when we watch it back two completely different pictures, mm -hmm. like really different pictures. And so I think it's just worth, uh, I'm going to say video. Video, yeah. your, video your training sessions, video your dog, video interactions, video interactions with other people. Watch things back if you can. When in doubt, catch a video of it. Yeah, absolutely. Stop Press, it's our brand new book. It's Game on Puppy, and it's not just for puppies. It's for every dog owner who wants to move from where they are right now to that dream that made them get a dog in the first place. And when you pre-order right now, you also get access to the Perfect Pet Dog online program and a £25 coupon that you can use across the Absolute Dogs store. All you've got to do is head to absolutedogs.me forward slash game on puppy. Next tip is that that picture of a you know dog jumping up a dog barking a dog lunging a dog you know pulling on the lead whatever it might be imagine a dog in a very kind of heightened state yeah you don't know and you can never know is that a, an excited dog a really really scared dog or a frustrated dog and one step further don't waste your time trying to decide. Actually think, you know what? I don't want an overexcited dog. I don't want a really, really fearful dog. And I don't want a really frustrated dog. Calmness conquers all. How can I get this dog to a state of calmness? How can I lead them and guide them to a state of lower arousal that's gonna be healthier for them, healthier for me, safer for everyone? And it's really kind of us stepping into being the best owners our dogs could ever wish for. Sometimes we get a little bit obsessed with, well, I don't know if he's doing that because he loves the other dog or he doesn't, he, he hates the other dog. The reality is the behavior is not appropriate regardless. The emotional state, not appropriate regardless. Calmness conquers all. I think the next one for me, the next tip uh, that I would say is really, really useful to you as a, a dog owner, a dog lover uh, and a human being is try not to put your own emotional state mm. and your own emotional feelings on a situation. Oh, he's sad. This has happened and that's happened. And now he's scared of the hoover because he's been beaten by it. Uh, and the hoover's obviously hurt him in the past or someone's hurt him or it's a man that's done this or like actually try not to make the stories up. I personally believe if I see something in my dog, I'm like, okay, that's novel. We're going to treat that as novel and we're going to yeah. work around that because it's novel. But what I don't do is create this whole picture and story that probably was never the case. Mm. And 
And even if it was, it's probably not that helpful and it's probably not serving you anymore. Mm. Lose the story, lose the emotional sort of worry and anxiety that you've put on that story, which only serves to make it worse because then you go into feeling sorry for the dog or sorry for the animal or like incredibly apologetic to the animal for the hoover that beat them um, or whatever it was. And I think it's really important that you don't um, live with that story, I think. So I think that's a a very common one with with body language that we immediately put on an empowering or disempowering story alongside that body language. And and, and I don't think it's always helpful. Same as like the rescue dog who, I I had a rehome dog when I was growing up. Um, She was called Lucy. She had burn marks all down her back, like cigarette marks, where someone had actually literally used her as an ashtray. It was horrific. She came from um, Plymouth Cats and Dogs Home. But I did not ever um, understand the impact that that would cause by us telling everyone that story. It like, wasn't useful. Like it wasn't a useful thing to do. Like it didn't empower her. No. It didn't empower. It didn't put her in a power pose dog state. Mm-hmm. It didn't put up, put, up, put us in that. We were always like, oh, poor Lucy, poor Lucy. Like it was always like a sad thing. Whereas actually, she was a really cool, happy dog. Yeah. So why not? Maybe why, why not work with a that? superhero. There she is with her cape on. <laughs> Literally, she's her superhero, Lois Lane in her cape, and and off she goes, flying into sort of infinity and beyond and I think that's where we've got to go okay lose the story lose the labels rip off those um, unhelpful stories and labels and actually let's create a new empowering future which is way more powerful and impactful when you can start from a a clean slate next tip you can't go wrong by making your dog feel like a superhero right so think about any activity or game or or trick that your dog that you do with your dog where you see the joy in them you see them level up the joy you see them like they, they you you look at them and you like you're like you think you're amazing right now like, the more you have your dog in that state of being like joyful powered up i am the best dog in the world actually the more confident they are the less worried they are about the environment probably the more engaged in, with you they are because you're having a conversation that lights you both up and so actually think about instead of like all the body language you don't want your dog to do what would be a great way for your dog to use their body what would really make them feel great maybe it's a left spin that you teach maybe it's a right spin maybe it's as simple as your dog putting their front paws on an object and you saying oh my god you're the best dog in the world i can't believe you just did that that feat of amazingness, right? And they get some of their daily food allowance. It just changes that whole picture to one of joy. Now, I think another one for me for body language that I think is often um, misread or uh, led in in the wrong direction is is like when we say uh, this dog wagging his tail Mm. is meaning he's happy. Mm. So I think I would lose any like clear rules when it comes to body language. Flat ears mean your dog is unhappy. Mm. Um, Licking the lip means that your dog is um, definitely fearful Mm. or whale eye, which you were talking about when we were talking to some of our genius students uh, earlier today. Whale eye is like a big thing, right? And so what I suppose I want to do is say that, yes, okay, pinning their ears back can mean that they're worried. It's so funny on the pinning your ear, their, their ears back. Bet, it's hilarious. If she's controlling herself she pins her ears, around something, like her yeah. ears yeah. go back and she's like, and it's like her concentration face, right? That's her Whereas, That's her being good. I would say brave pins her ears when you go into like smooching her. If you go into like, hello you, and she's like, goes like little like ears go back. Like she goes into like sweet brave. Yeah. And so it depends on, whereas if you go ready, like looking for a toy in a little, 
Liz go out like squirrel brave. <laughs> so I think you've got like different faces, um, but not necessarily meaning fear or licking their lips. Like mine all lick their lips after they've had any sort of bones or like anything to chew or long lasting sort of things. They're always licking their lips. That doesn't mean they're necessarily fearful. So I think lose labels that this means this and this is only this. So, so try to get away from that. Yeah. Next tip: What what are we looking for with our dogs when you know we're going through the world with them? We're going through life with them. Events are happening. Dog appears over there. Firework in the distance. Car alarm going off down the road. How do we want them to respond? And the reality is that no response is the best response. That's the that's really the response of true confidence, happy in ourselves, true calmness, happy in our skin. Just I'm in my own lane. Yeah, when you when you can. Where you can skill your dog up and train your dog up to literally their response to things happening in life being like, I'm staying in my lane. Thanks, firework. Thanks, you know, car alarm. Thanks, I'm a dog, but this is my lane. I'm swimming in it and I'm staying in it. That is ultimately the goal. And I think sometimes we think as owners that our dogs need to show a really obvious, excited, happy response to everything. That's vulnerable because that is an arousal increase. That's a, I am reacting to that. It might be in a positive way. It might be in a negative way. We can't look inside their brains and, you know, know whether they're, which emotion they're experiencing. The, the safest response is actually, I'm in my own lane and this is cool. And I'd say my favorite dogs to walk, like Tokyo can do that. And he just walk right past everyone and doesn't really acknowledge them. And I love that. He doesn't raise his tail. He doesn't like go towards them. He just yeah. walks as if they're not there. And you often see like an owner go to grab their dog and like worry. Yeah. And I'm like, no, no, honestly, he's just going to walk right past. You don't need to worry. And so for me, the best response is no response. Mm-hmm. And I, I do love to see that. Now, e- interestingly, uh, I, th- I think it's worth just tapping into sort of socialization here because a lot of people will say that dogs learn body language through socialization and dogs learn through those early sort of first few months where they are effectively have loads and loads and loads of socialization. I think it's worth tapping into here. Um, the dogs that I have that I would say have the best body language are cool, calm, confident dogs who haven't been overexposed. And I think sometimes overexposure can almost cause its own struggles with with this, with dogs that want to flip on their back every time they meet a dog or want to go into alert every time they meet a dog or maybe just want to go and charge when they meet a dog so they can go zooming around the building. For me, I'd say with the best response being no response and a dog who's cool, cold, calm, chill when they see something, I would say these are often the dogs who have been carefully exposed yeah. rather than overexposed. Yeah, I've got a funny um, a funny example of that. I was walking um, a really beautiful spot that we sometimes walk at. There's like loads of swimming opportunities and like there's like loads of different terrain on the same walk, which I always love. I get bored easily. Um, and uh, I had Bet and I had Casino. And um, Bet was kind of walking um, at my side and Casino was just kind of trotting in front and um, she stopped and turned around and I was like huh I reckon she's probably seen another dog there and she's like you know what I'm cool with this and I'm just gonna like disengage and um, and so I, I kind of looked around the corner and was like yeah there's a you know um, a lovely family with their uh, with their really cute dog he's really cute um, and so I called Casino over popped Bet on lead popped Casino on lead um, and we um, we carried on walking and um, it was that perfect example of you know no no response is the best response and then as we walked past the um, the the owner who was like very diligently working with her dog doing an amazing job really implementing the game she went Tom oh, I love it. <laughs> And, and uh, you know the, the 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 nice thing about that was you kind of saw 
each dog, three dogs, you know, two different owners working at exactly the right level of, of their dogs. Like, Bet and Casino had a lot of responsibility. Are you praising yourself here? No, I'm, 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 praising, <laughs> I'm praising the owner. Um, and actually, um, this amazing Game Changers um, uh, dog, you know, she's still working on the skills. I think that for, because then she posted in the Training Academy Facebook group um, and so I I, I wish I she'd saw got a this. picture. That would have been, been so much I, better. I, I was watching I think it. her dog was like maybe about six to 12 months old in that kind of, in that kind of range. Um, and so still had a lot of skills to learn. But what was happening is that amazing game changer was employing her dog and supporting her dog through that experience so that that dog could still say, I'm staying in my own lane. I'm staying in my own lane with my owner, engaging with my owner. And um, because that dog wasn't yet ready to actually say without any input from, from his owner, you know what, I'm in my own lane and you're none of my business, whereas Casino was. And ultimately, all that matters from a, a dog owner trainer point of view is that we work exactly where our dog's skills are at and that we progress their skills over time. Absolutely. And I think the big thing, I suppose, that what we what we would love you to take away from this is that we're learning all the time. Mm-hmm. We talk about years in the saddle. We talk about sort of hours in the saddle. And, and for us, this is hours in the saddle. This is watching dogs, observing dogs, sitting back and looking at dogs, watch mm-hmm. dogs in cafes, watch dogs in parks, watch dogs with their owners, watch dogs yeah. with other dogs, watch your own dogs with other dogs. I watch mine and I watch their sort of body language and information that they're giving each other. And I'm like, oh my God, you're a monkey. Or for example, um, only the other day, Everest was, was sort of hiding in a bed. And then I watched around the corner and there's classic policing, the sort of space and being like, don't you walk out of that bed. And classics being all sassy. Um, and, and Everest is like, oh, hide in the bed. Like watching your own dogs because sometimes they are having their own conversation mm. and you could be privy to it if you were just to pay attention. And I think so many times we're not paying attention where we could be. And for the benefit of our dog and for the interest of our dog, I think it would make a big difference. Yeah, absolutely. You know, they're speaking all the time. Sometimes they're shouting, right? Swearing. Are, are we listening? And that ultimately is what is going to elevate, ascend your relationship to that next level when you truly are having that conversation with your dog. So guys, that was this episode of the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast. Hopefully you picked up what we put down. We will see you next time. And remember, stay sexy. sexy. Stop right there. Before you go, guys, have you pre-ordered your copy of Game on Puppy? Because when you do, you're going to get some exclusive bonuses, gifts from us. The first one, the perfect pet dog program. Literally worth over £47. You're going to get this included as soon as you purchase your copy of Game on Puppy. Because we want to give you all of the tips, tricks, hacks, secrets that we know to creating the perfect pet dog. It's a digital course. It's an online course. You can access it all over the world. And it's our video program of what we do with dogs to create our perfect pet dog. And the second thing that you're going to get is a £25 voucher from us that you can use in the Absolute Dog store against anything digital. So guys, all you're going to do is head to absolutedogs.me forward slash game on puppy, pre-order your copy, let us know that you've pre-ordered your copy and we'll get those exclusive bonuses to you.